Fantasy Focus Baseball Podcast. Here are your hosts, Tristan Cockroft and Eric Carabell. That's right, Fantasy Focus Baseball, Monday, September 16, 2019. He is Tristan. I am Eric. Joining us today, producer Tarika Foster and editorial watchdog Tom Carpenter. On today's show, more injuries deciding fantasy championships, unfortunately. We also look undervalued starting pitchers for the week, and of course, the normal comma meals. Closer carousel, myriad hash browns. Tristan, how you doing? Two weeks left of the season. Can you still win some leagues? I still can, but I got work to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel the oh, same way. You saw my Chris Bryant note, right? <laughs> it's crazy how this game works. Injuries just decide a lot of stuff in September, and you know, that's it's kind of fun, but wild and frustrating. <laughs> so your note that you you posted was that you sat Chris Bryan in a points league. Who did you play instead? Uh, I played Gavin Lux instead. Okay. I could What I could have done was I could have played him over Eric Thames. And it's one of those cases where we get down to here and we, we talk about playing it conservative with the injuries when we don't know whether a player is going to play on Monday. And you got to make the calls. And sometimes they're gonna, it's just going to blow up in your face. So you would have felt better had Bryant not gone off against Pittsburgh this weekend. Like, I, like, why does that make you feel different? Like, you know, you did it. It's too it, late. Yeah, it doesn't make a big difference. What this, the crazy thing about baseball and where the story is going to come is that uh, is that I sat him for that, and I know what's going to happen as I play him this week, and he'll probably have awesome. like a twenty point week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I hate playing the hindsight game in fantasy football yeah. or basketball too. Like, I played the wrong quarterback this week. Do you, do you, I don't, I don't want to look and see what the other guy did who I sat anymore. Like I, I'm invested, you know, you played Lux over Bryant and you have to like live with it and Lux, Lux did not. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, couple things, couple leagues I can still win or mm-hmm. lose. We'll see what happens. Um, the, the hindsight thing to your point, cause this is a time of year for that. I, I see what you think about hindsight. One of them is as long as there's not a lesson you're overlooking. Yeah. Yeah. If your pro- if your process is strong on why you made the decision, okay, right, right. then I don't do that anymore. I did ten years ago, but I don't I don't do that anymore. Like if I played, I mean, generally it's about a running back or a quarterback in fantasy football, but in baseball too. Like your mm-hmm. your process was Bryant may only play two or three games this week, and he didn't didn't play the first couple games of the week. I don't think. No, he played game two. All right, so. Yeah. You Actually, know, like, they might not have even played Monday. You know what it was? It was a cortisone shot, and I'm used to the cortisone shots costing 48 hours. Yep. I I don't know if I would have done the same thing. Like, I've got a league, an important league right now, where I decided to leave Javier Baez active. There was nobody better I could have picked up. I have very little fab money left. Mm-hmm. My decision was, well, what if he just shows up, okay, and plays? Uh, you know, they need the game and he, and he plays the week, the following, not this week, but the week after. Mm-hmm. And I lost out on, um, his name escapes me, but, um, somebody who came up and was good enough to bid money on. I'll look it up after this. Nico anyway. Horner? Yeah. Nico Horner. He was yeah. available. I had three dollars to spend. Somebody had more. Somebody else got him. So, you know, and Horner isn't supposed to be doing this, but now, you know, with the baseballs being different, Every minor leader comes up. Kyle Lewis is a star now. It's amazing the difference here. Anyway, let's get to it. It's the buzz. So I'm not happy that Mike Trout is out for the rest of the season with the foot injury, but at least his managers have clarity. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
on Javi Baez, I have some clarity, but I don't have enough. You know, like you could make the case to keep him active or keep him rostered. Trout, we know, is done. He's done. Anthony Rizzo sprained his ankle yesterday. It's almost like your Bryant situation. If you've got Rizzo right now, does he miss two games? Does he play them all? Does he miss them all? What do you do? Sit. Sit's the right decision. Absolutely no question whatsoever. That looked bad. You can't take chances at this time of year. But isn't it a chance to sit him for Gavin Lux, too? Well, to me, there's a difference between Gavin Lux or the leagues that you or I are in, Labor and NL Tout, where it's 12-team NL and there's just absolutely nothing out there. Then you're you're just throwing darts at guys who earned a call-up and maybe four or five games during the week based on a good AAA season. I'm not going to go in that direction. I mean... In those, I'll keep them keep them active. But I mean, in the points league I was referring to, there's plenty out there. There's plenty of regular players, and Kevin Luck's a pretty good hitter. He is. He's very good. I like him a lot. Uh, all right. So you would sit Rizzo this week. Would you sit Justin Turner, who may or may not play on Tuesday? Yeah. Um, it, it's another case of, of of the strength of your alternative. I I tend to lean alternative at this time of year. And remember, the Dodgers have no reason to push him. So in addition to the possibility of missing games, there's a high likelihood you get the Max Kepler where he comes back for the first two games of a series, sits game three. If you're getting two-thirds of the games, that has an impact. I'm in a head-to-head. I just looked. I'm in a head-to-head playoff, okay, Final Four teams. Mm -hmm. And I picked up Zach Plesak last night for the sole purpose of his two outings this week. I can't make any more pickups today because the deadline was last night. And now he's pitching only once. I, I just, I, these teams, where they make these decisions and they don't tell anybody. I know they don't care about us, but man, that's, that's a problem for me. I mean, I'll get the one outing out of Plesak and I hope it's a good one, but I really needed bulk. I needed volume there. Which, uh, I'm trying to remember which series he dropped into. It's I don't even series. know which one. I mean, it's he's, the Philly series, yeah. So he's not pitching against the Phillies or he is pitching no, against he, the Phillies? No, he's, he's only pitching against the Phillies. Great. Even better. Um, <laughs> Well, well, they don't that, hit, so... That's this time of year. The the other one, I, I mean, the, the, the points like I referred before, I don't have anybody who's got an aligned schedule for two starts, and that's going to happen to people this time of year. you 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 got to take your shots. I, I put yet. in a bid on Gio Gonzalez in the office league, and now Trout's on that team, so it, it, this the stuff is going to balance out. It's it's wacky September. I want to sit Lance Lynn because he's facing Houston this week. Now but I he might to... get two starts. I, I know, but he might. The fact that we're still talking about mites on Monday morning is a problem. Um, the most added list this week, Sean Manaya, he's great. Johnny yeah. Cueto, it's five innings, and this week he's at Atlanta. I don't think I want to pick up Johnny Cueto. I could have gotten him in NL Labor, and I decided not to because um, he went for $2, and I had three left. I knew I was going to get outbid on Horner. Uh, I would have been sitting Zach Davies, and I thought, well, they're both five-inning pitchers at this point. I need the two starts over the one. I need the wins. I need the potential for wins. You play bad starting pitchers just because you need a potential for a win. Mm-hmm. Um, other most added, Tommy Edmond of St. Louis. I, I, what a great schedule they have this week, right? Or was that last week? Um, that was last week's, I believe, but I don't think this week's was poor. It's It was middling to below average because it's three Washington, four at Cubs. It's it's a volume thing. Yeah, I understand. Kyle Lewis is on the most added list now. I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take the chance if you lost Trout? Kyle Lewis, the only knock is that the, the three. Well, yeah, but but also the three games at Pittsburgh this week aren't great from a ballpark. Yeah, but it's from a the... pitching what he's facing. They're right, terrible right. Pitching. It's the Baltimore series during the weekend. Great park. Lots of weak pitching. Yeah, I mean, you got to take a shot. Tyler Glass now being added, as he should. But isn't he like Cueto? Five innings? Yeah. At and, most? And and what I don't think people understand is that at this time of year, if you know you're only going to get the five innings from the starting pitcher, don't you have a shot at four from a good relief pitcher? 
that's exactly my point. Yeah, yeah that I yeah. was going to make. Um, a long reliever or something like that. We'll get to the closers a little bit later. Kevin Newman of Pittsburgh being added. Nick Solak of Texas. Makes sense. Newman. Nick- oh, man. He, he's the leader in batting average since August 24th. Yeah. yeah. By a lot. He looks good. Yeah. I got an offer and a keeper in a dynasty. Uh, Eloy Jimenez and Forrest Whitley for Mookie Betts. You do that? Eloy and Forrest Whitley for Mookie Betts. Uh, are there prices that come into play? No prices. No. I didn't do it. I wouldn't. I like Eloy, but couldn't do it. I like Mookie better. Whitley's injuries are a little bothersome. I'm not sure Whitley ever. Yeah, you know, you never know if these guys are going to turn into anything at all. Looking at the player rater over the last seven days, Chris, sorry, dude. Chris Bryant, number one player on the player rater. It's a story. That's what I like about it. It's, Uh, it's a story. I mean, this is going to happen at September baseball. Marcus Semien, number two. How about Danny Santana? I dropped him in my head to head. Mm -hmm. And, and, because he was like batting like 150 over like a five week period or something. And he steals four bases in like two or three days. Danny Santana going nuts again. Eloy's number four. Matt Olson. Nico Horner, the number six play- hitter over the player on the play- seven day player rater. Kyle Lewis is number eight. These guys shouldn't even have been in the majors. Yeah. And, and Yohan Moncada just continues to torture me. I dropped him in a league. I could have kept him. I don't know who I, I, I basically, I, I t- picked up a draft pick and, and, um, not Jed Lowry, uh, Joey Wendell from Moncada in a sim league. And I thought, you know what? Moncada's going to strike out so much. I already have a third baseman. Boy, that backfired quickly. <laughs> uh, what a great year out of Yohan Moncada. What do you, what do you, does Moncada get better next year? Now he's one of the Babip guys, right? So. I believe so, yeah. I wanna, it was like 380 I, last I looked. Yeah, I'd have to and dig he stole, up. stole his 10th base, so he's in the double digits there, but he's never going to be a 25-30 steal guy like we thought he would. How about Austin Meadows of Tampa Bay? Do you ever think Austin Meadows would be doing this? 30 home runs? It's amazing. Well, then that park, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, I mean, with the baseball, what it is, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not all that surprised by Meadows production. 31 home runs, 11 stolen bases. Uh, He missed some time, but that's a five category player, Austin Meadows. Yeah. Fantastic numbers there. Sean Murphy, the Oakland catcher is the hot guy being picked up now. Most popular catcher, top 10 over the past week, uh, on the player radar. Looking at pitchers. Um, Mike Fultonevich, are you back in on him? He's the number two starter over the past week. Uh, I'd say yeah. I, I I haven't seen every one of his outings, but the ones I did watch, it was two or three of them, were, were pretty solid. I was at the Eduardo Rodriguez game against Aaron Nola on Saturday. A few runs were scored. Rodriguez looked fantastic. Lots of He's strikeouts. Great. He He's really is great. good. Yeah. He didn't. I don't think he got the win. Did he get the win? Might have gotten that. I, I was losing track. No, he did not get Do the win. I think you and I don't care who actually gets assigned the win at the end of the game. <laughs> uh, no, but like, it does matter. I mean, it, it, I, I'm in my, one of my leagues, like, every win is going to matter. There's like five teams separated by like five wins. Right. So like, when Bumgarner's win got blown last week by somebody else, I was like, I really needed that win. And yeah. like, that one win could cost me the title in that league. I mean, I've already lost in that league by like a point or two, like three times. This could be the fourth. Mm-hmm. Um, we will see who else and Lux. You got to keep Lux active. He's playing. He's playing enough. I'd, I'd say, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, maybe in our standard game, he's not providing you a lot. But again, we're starting to lose some productive players, and the teams that are going to the playoffs are going to start resting types. Hiring can be a slow process. Cafe Altura's COO Dylan Miskowitz needed to hire a director of coffee for his organic coffee company, but he was having trouble finding qualified applicants, so he switched to ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter does not depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its technology identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. 
Dylan posted his job on ZipRecruiter and said he was impressed by how quickly he had great candidates apply. He also used ZipRecruiter's candidate rating feature to filter his applicants so he could focus on the most relevant ones. And that's how Dylan found his new director of coffee in just a few days. With results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. See why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at our web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash K-A-R-A-B-E-L-L, ZipRecruiter.com slash Carabell. ZipRecruiter, it's the smartest way to hire. Here's the smartest way to talk about homers and steals. It's Combo Meals. Hey, it's a Combo Meal. Oh, we got a bushel of them or a gaggle of them or pick your word for a group. Altuve, Myriad Combo Meals, Jose Altuve, Ronald Acuna Jr., Gene Segura, and Colton Wong all did it on Thursday alone. Friday was Danny Santana, who I dropped earlier in the week. That was smart. Victor Reyes on Saturday, who supposedly had no power, but he did that day. And on Sunday, Kyle Tucker, and I think I could beat Albert Pujols in a race. I really do. I do. I played softball every Sunday. I got to send you a photo of this bruised hand I had. I think I might have broken my hand. Oh, jeez. Um, black on. and blue. Um, I think I could be. And I need you in my lineup. How can I start you now? Oh, you can't. You can't. Oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm questionable for Sunday, next Sunday. <laughs> um, but Kyle Tucker with the home run and the steal. That's, that's a guy to watch. Where, yeah. you know, like, I think we're going to know that he's a starting outfielder for them next season. I would address. hope so. Yeah, I, I I think he's among the highest uh, candidates on the list of won't have a job promised when camp opens, but does so well that for, he forces his team's hand. So give me his number. Say I, say I give you 500 plate appearances. How many, is he 20 homers, 20 steals? Is it 30, 10? Because nobody wants to steal bases anymore. So I, I think it's like 32, 18 if he's a regular. 32 and 18. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And but he's a bit, does he bat 250 though? Is that your worry? I like to be confident. I mean, I would have projected somewhere in the 260-270 range. But... Is this Jock Peterson? Remember Jock Peterson was 30-30 his last year in the minors. Yeah. And then he just decided to stop running and hit home runs in the majors, which bothers me still to this day. Is Kyle... you know, I mean, we don't know if Kyle Tucker's going to do that. Uh, yeah, the difference between those two for me is that I, I felt like Peterson was the patient guy who wanted to work deep in accounts, kind of like Brett, what Brett Gardner does. Okay. Where he just wants to work counts up. I think Tucker is a little bit more aggressive than that. But again, I, it, it's it's such a tiny sample in the majors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if you draft Tucker, you, you have no idea what you're going to get. And let's give credit here to Colton Wong. That's 22 stolen bases, which you might think that is not that much. But there's only 11 players in baseball with more than 22 stolen bases. Mm-hmm. Malik's got the 44. He can still get the 50. Ad Alberto is at 39. Acuna Jr. needs one home run and four stolen bases. For a forty forty season, how about wow. that? Wow, wow, and they're gonna, cool. they're going to yeah. clinch soon. So they'll clinch the division, but they're still going after the Dodgers for the one seed, which they probably won't get. Um, but man, what a mo- I think Acuna has to be the number one player in drafts next year, and not because Trout just got hurt; he'll be fine. He'll be fine in a month, yet alone you know March. But man, I I think if I'm doing rankings today, Acuna has to be number one over Trout, and you can make the case for Yelich over Trout too because of the he stolen could. bases. Yeah. Yellow stole 30 bases. Trout has 11. It it has nothing to do with the raw ability of the player or how much value they have on the field to their real team. It's about the importance of the categories. I'm making a statement. I think Acuna 1, Yelich 2, Trout 3. Is that crazy? That's not crazy, is it? No, absolutely not. It's those three guys. I bet that's – but in that order is what I'm saying. 
I, now Bellinger hasn't stolen a lot of bases, so. but I mean I'm going to go with the cop out one one A one B. So, well, <laughs> and I'm entitled to do that because what's they your are top? One, one, what's your top five next year? So I just gave you mine. Well, I gave you my three, and then Bellinger oh, four. So I have to do the work on four and five. You give no, 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 three Bellinger, easy ones. I'll say Bellinger's <laughs> four. Well, it's not easy because I don't think you're going to have Trout number three. I think you're going to have him two, one or two. I'm going to have Bellinger four and five. I want to say Mookie. Can we still say Mookie five, or is it just we ridiculous? Could. Yeah, I, as I said, what my Lindor. feeling about Mookie is Lindor is the one I want to make the yeah, case. I, for. I think I would take Lindor over Mookie right now. So is that your five in that order, or is your order different? Probably the, the Mookie. The, the thing with Mookie is that his career has gone with little bits of ups and downs. Where I think the buying times are the seasons where he's coming off this type of year, uh, and that was the the MVP year. I remember in the preseason, I was very big on the fact that his uh, quality of contact was very good and his batting average was poor, not to, to, to reflect it. And I think he's still, I think he's still a top five candidate. I just, I personally prefer Lindor. All right, let's talk saves. It's the closer carousel. The, the closer, closer carousel. Ali Perez got a save. <laughs> How about that? And look, you're not picking up Oliver Perez, okay? But if you've got Brad Hand in the league, you're not too pleased that he didn't pitch. Will Smith did save Sunday's win. I thought he he was out for the week. I didn't sit him, but um got Brad Hand, you gotta worry here. Um anything that, that's actionable for this week that you would do, like like picking up a Jairo Diaz or picking up another Cleveland reliever or the Cubs. Like, is there anything actionable that you would recommend at this point? Cause we, we wasted enough time this season talking about like ah. the Mets and Hansel Robles. Hansel Robles is out there in 70% of his pain leagues. If you don't want to pick him up, don't, but he's good. He's had a good season and he might even have been a top 10 closer since the all-star break. I have, I don't know how I would look that up, but Ian Kennedy and Hansel Robles have been really, really good since the all-star break and nobody's wanted them. But yeah. anyway. I got I don't think I could dig that up. Yeah, I don't bother. Move. But like actionable, yeah. Seattle, the Cubs, anything here or no don't even bother. Yeah, S- Seattle and I saw Anthony Bass being a popular pickup. I don't know that there's going to be an awful lot of wins, but we mentioned with the Lewis schedule it's the 3 in Pittsburgh, 3 in Baltimore, they're winnable games. So if you got to do the desperate thing, feel free. Um I I actually looked for a minute at Jose Urania because of the starting pitching eligibility didn't go there ultimately, but if that if that matters in your league, you do starters versus relievers, then okay, by all means, go for it. Jairo Diaz, yeah, was the the top guy on my list in terms of the available players in my deep mixed and NL only. Next year, I say Josh Hader's my number one closer, but I'll rank him in like round nine or ten. Um, then, you know, the, the, but you brought up the homers, and he he gave up. The, I, I mean, the Edmund yeah, homer was keeps going, keeps coming. Yeah, he's just throwing his fastball, man. That's it. If you make contact, now it might be a different baseball, but still. Um, Kirby Yates would be two for me, or or Araldis. I mean, Araldis is safe. It's a lot of saves. It's a good team. But and the it velocity still t- ticked down. You mentioned that this year, so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about all three of them. I mean, I don't know if Kirby Yates is going to go up Blake Trinan on us, but speaking of Oakland, Liam Hendricks, mm-hmm. say he comes into next season as Oakland's closer. That's a top ten closer, isn't he? Yeah. Like, what would be the argument yeah. against him being a top ten closer? I'm Somebody not saying else. That's the only thing. I think the argument against him is going to come into opportunity, not him. Well, it's opportunity. Say he is the closer. We know he's right. the closer. That's do you what rank I mean. him? Do you rank him over Kenley Jansen or Craig Kimbrell next year? Who who I don't want to put in my top five closers next year. They're you're clearly giving, slipping. You're giving me the promise of the job is theirs when yes. camps open. Then it's yes. Hendricks. It's Hendricks over so Kimbrell. You, you over would, Jansen. It's uh, a tough one, man. Because you yeah. know Jansen, like he'd have to be like incapacitated to not be the closer. Like, he would never be a setup man, yeah. just like Kimbrough would. One thing with Jansen is it's possible that the winner's rest will do him some good, but he has been 
ticking downwards in terms of the rough stuff. And if he's a pitcher in transition, then, you know, if he can't rely entirely on the cutter, he's not Mariana Rivera, which was really the, the year-over-year appeal to Kenley Jansen. My raw stuff is just about gone, dude. Let me it's just tell you. <laughs> well, after that bruise on your elbow, I'll ask you this, though, cause since you mentioned Chapman. Chapman's one of the ones who, talk about role, has the opt-out. He's not leaving there. Oh, I think he's opting out. Why? Because he can get more money? Yep. Good guy. I think there are going to be a lot of players in that situation, you know. Right. Well, not a, you know what I mean. I, I think mean, J.D. Martinez is leaving. Maybe he'll, you know, join the Yankees, too. I don't think he too. does. So you don't think he does, but Araldis does? I think Araldis opts out and J.D. does not. All right. Whatevs. Taking a look at the schedule today, there is a 4.10 p.m. Eastern game. It is on ESPN+, Plus, so check it out. John Means' business of Baltimore. He's actually better than you think, people. John Means, he's been fine this year, uh, consistent, doing top 10 over the past week, past 30 days, facing somebody named Tyler Alexander, who you don't want. Spot but starter. Yeah. John Means at Detroit, though. You can make the case to pick him up. What's the second start? The second start would be oh, home Seattle. Very, uh, yeah, so, very so good. So John Means is actually a pretty good ad. I should have added him instead of Plesak. That's two good starts. Four straight quality starts for John Means. Uh, I'm, one I'm was, not smart. One I of lost. Dodgers. I honestly thought to myself, that's Baltimore. Do I really want John Means? I thought Zach Plesak has two good, good starts here. I want him. I didn't know. The only anti here is just that Detroit, I'd rather have the righty against them, but based on the quality of performance lately. You're yeah. picking up Garrett Richards? This is first out? No, absolutely not. Can't be going five innings, can he? Garrett Richards is the one guy with the shot at two starts in the league I referred to before that I could add. And then I looked at him. He was awful in his last uh, rehab start. It was three weeks ago. <laughs> or no, it was, yeah, I think it was three weeks ago. And it was on a 50 pitch count. Kevin Gosman's back in the rotation for the Reds. How about that? Or I'm missing the playoff one. I'm missing the playoff. You're missing the playoff one. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what he did in that outing, but it doesn't matter to me. He's not going deep in this game. Right. It's, and it's at Milwaukee. Come on. Right. It's a five inning situation in a bad pitcher, in a bad park for pitchers. And first game back, I just, yeah, no. Gosman at Cole Hamels. I dropped Hamels to pick up Playsack. Maybe it's a dumb move. Playsack, Hamels been terrible of late. I'm not trusting right. him. Yeah, um, Suarez is going deep. I, I'm not. I'm not trusting Cole Hamels this week. I'm not definitely not trusting Kevin Gosman. If you want to, the, the two start guys are awful on Monday. Yeah, other than your Strasburg, Pablo Lopez at Robbie Ray. Oh, uh, my opponent has Steven Strasburg. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> taking a look. All right, so for Tuesday here, moving on along. Uh, did you pick up Dylan Bundy? He has two starts this week. One is at versus Toronto, and then home Toronto, home Seattle. That's pretty good. Do you, see now. I know I shouldn't say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. How do I trust Dylan Bundy in my head-to-head semifinals? I couldn't do it, Tristan. I mm-hmm. looked at the available starting pitchers for the week. I saw John Means. I saw Dylan Bundy. I saw Zach Plesak. I didn't hesitate to pick up Plesak. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you trust Dylan Bundy this week, even against two bad offenses? I can't do it. They're good matchups. He has a high likelihood of getting to at least the, uh, into the sixth inning, but he hasn't been anything special lately. Or Marco Gonzalez has lots of wins. He's at Pittsburgh on Tuesday against Mitch Keller. Maybe I was just wrong about Mitch Keller. Or maybe next year he turns into like a, you know, a top 30 starting pitcher in fantasy, but he hasn't looked it yet. He hasn't looked consistent. So even against Seattle, which might get Domingo Santana back, by the way, mm-hmm. not that that matters on picking up Mitch Keller. Mm-hmm. You, you keep sticking with Matthew Boyd. To me, he's the AL version of Cole Hamels. They're pitching so poorly. I, I know they're good. I know they have strikeouts on Boyd's side and Hamels side. It's a strikeout per inning, but, I can't use Matthew Point anymore, Tristan. I can't trust him anymore, just like I can't trust Hamels, two lefties. Yep, I agree with you. And so does the forecaster. 
Forecaster hates him. Uh, ESPN Plus on Tuesday has Patrick Corbin and Miles Michaelis. I benched Michaelis for the week um, in that head-to-head league to pick up Plesak. Um Second outing of the week from Michaelis, I, either I didn't like it or I was just scared of him. Michaelis' second is at the Cubs, if I yeah, recall. Yeah, I don't want him. Home Washington at Cubs. Michaelis, five innings last couple of outings. No. I'm saying right. no. And we did mention, by the way, with that schedule, it's on the pitching side, I'm much more bothered. The defense for the Cardinals is that they have been the best pitching staff of the past, I think it's three weeks, four weeks or so. Because, are you activating Carlos Martinez for the week? Yes, only because it was uh, – was it an infection or something like that? Yeah, it was something like – it wasn't like an arm injury or right. groin or anything. It wasn't a physical ailment, so I, th- I think he should be okay. ESPN has Sonny Gray, who's been great at Wrigley against Hugh Darvish, and he's been great too. Hugh uh, Darvish, unexpected with no walks anymore. That's the ESPN game on Tuesday. Blake Darvish Snell. Yeah. Ooh, how about this? Blake Snell's back for Tampa. Two comebacks. Two comebacks this day. Big ones. Uh, let me see if I can figure out the other one. <laughs> Blake Snell is one of them. Yep. What am I missing on almost the other? A, almost exactly the same kind of thing in the same division. Okay. Well, you know, let's not waste and someone I love to watch really a lot. Well, it's it's not it's not showing up on ESPN's Where's pinstripes? <laughs> Yankees? Luis Severino. Oh, yeah, there it is. I just missed that. I'm not starting Luis Severino. Are you? No, because this is the bait where you're going to think he's making two starts and the Yankees rotation is so up in the air and he's going to be on a 70-75 pitch count. I mean, it's against the Angels, the Troutless Angels, though. I mean, that's a bad lineup without him. What's our weather look like tonight there, too? That's the other one. Uh, I don't know. I, I haven't really looked at the weather. I don't <laughs> think it's... I, I looked briefly because I, I run outside. I didn't see any rain, so... Oh, um, it's 40%. Blake Snow at the Dodgers, I don't want any part of that, do you? I mean... Kike Hernandez leading off, hitting the lefties. I, Gavin Lux, I'm going to say no. There are going to be situations where I think people are forced to go with either of these two. And okay, but I'm not. Eh. I'm not doing it four innings for two, Four innings for each. They give up two runs. The Ks are what you get. Wednesday night uh, on ESPN has the soon-to-be-eliminated Phillies at uh, Julio Tehran and the Braves. It's not going to go well. ESPN Plus has Brennan McKay. Ooh, Brennan McKay and Tony Gonsolin. I need Gonsolin to win that game badly. Rich Hill injury, yeah, gave you another opportunity. Uh, but you do not use McKay at the Dodgers by any circumstances here. Or uh, at all. Gonsolin <laughs> you can use. I mean, he may not go. He, he was going five innings as a starter, so that could be that could work out okay. He's going to have one, two, three, four, five days rest coming off a 41-pitch outing. Hasn't topped 92 this year. I think he could give you 75-80 easily. I think so, too. Um, what else do we have? Lots of day games on Wednesday, so make sure you have your daily lineup set. Sandy Alcantara, guy I like. He's at Arizona. That's not the greatest matchup there. Um, Aaron Savali at home against Detroit. That's the greatest matchup. <laughs> so you want that. The Nelson Lamette uh, at Milwaukee. I mean, without Yelich, it's not that that imposing a lineup, frankly. Well, Brewers. We say, then we could go back to the Angels with Severino and say that about Trout being I just. Absent. Did thirty seconds ago. Okay, well, <laughs> you probably weren't listening. But yeah, that's, that's okay. what happens when I'm scrolling through like 300 pitchers. And, uh, <laughs> and just Thursday, there are games starting at noon, so there, you know, there'll be a show, but it won't be out in time. So please get your lineups in on Thursday. Anything big in the early games on Thursday? Yeah. Um, Mike Soroka and Aaron Nolan. That's fun. Sit, you say Kikuchi. Believe me, I can tell you. <laughs> you do not want Kikuchi active. <laughs> wow. ESPN yeah. Plus has Bumgarner and Eduardo Rodriguez on Thursday. That's fun. Early day game. Actually, I think they switched that. Of course they did. They, of course they did. Yeah, the the because the, and that's the other maddening thing. I think the Giants just switched Bumgarner to move him up. 
Or no, maybe no. You know what? They moved him into that from Friday. Okay, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, why? You know, you're not <sighs> making the playoffs, Giants. So do all these crazy things, and it yeah. doesn't even matter. We're done with the first half of our little show. Coming up next, it's that myriad hash browns. All right, lots of questions here. Let's try to give as many answers as we can before I'm told to stop. Andrew, who are some of your favorite dynasty stashes? He names Drew Waters, Julio Rodriguez, and etc. Probably rank them Waters first, Rodriguez second, et cetera, third. Um, <laughs> that et cetera, though, he's up and coming. Is he, though? Is he? Will they give him a chance? That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me all you know about Rodgers and Rodriguez. Waters and Rodriguez. I mean, the, the, the best dynasty stash, obviously, is Wander Franco. He's going to be a star. He's only 18 years old. But, right. um, you know, Joe Adele should be up next year for the Angels. Could be a starting outfielder if they could only dump the Upton contract. Luis Robert is going to be a monster for the White Sox. He'll probably be in the majors next year. That's a Kyle Tucker guy, right? 30-30 potential guy? Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Waters, the the bothersome thing to me is the K rate. Waters is an Atlanta outfitter, by the way. He's 20 years yeah. old. There should be room for him because I don't – if they don't sign Donaldson, then they'll move the kid Raleigh to third base. I don't know if Raleigh's that good, though. So, you know – I Maybe. think Riley could be a good regular, but I don't know that he's a star. It could be that he's one of those guys who just unexpectedly took uh, advantage of the, the baseball and could it's be. not going to go well. Rodriguez, Julio Rodriguez is a Seattle outfit, but he's a little young, people. I don't think he's coming up for a couple of years. Um, 2020, I would say, at the earliest. Right. I no, love stashing the, um, 2021, I uh, uh, Dominguez, uh, the Yankees, uh, international prospect. That, that makes sense too. He was, uh, and, and, um, he was the one that Jeff Passan had brought up on do you, the show. Do you, do you stash pitchers? I don't anymore. It has to be some sort of contract-oriented dynasty league to do it. And, I mean, I've seen the leagues where you keep 20-plus players. In that case, yes, I'm taking some, some shots. But, you know, but like, I've got, I stashed Mackenzie Gore three years ago, and now I'm like, and he's only 20. I'm not, I'm not panicking. But he didn't pitch this year, right? I just, like, Mackenzie I'm, Gore? Did he pitch? I thought he did. And, like, Forrest Whitley, who I had stashed in the league, as you know, I tried to trade him to you. And he just, oh yeah, yeah, Mackenzie Gore did pitch. Okay, but it, uh, he's in double. Got to go back to that guy you tried to trade to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I tried Forrest Whitley. I was like, this guy's going to be great, and you yeah. didn't bite on it. And there's a reason why you didn't bite on it. So you know, I don't know if Whitley's ever going to be good, or maybe he'll be a monster next year. Maybe yeah. he'll be Mike Soroka. I don't know. It's just I feel much more confident in stashing like Jared Kalenic, the Seattle outfielder, who's oh, going to be yeah. awesome yeah. and might be awesome next season. Or like Riley Green, the Tigers outfielder, who's a couple years away. Mm-hmm. Or Madrigal, who could be like, you know, he doesn't have any power, but he's he could be Jeff McNeil, you know? Yeah, actually, that, I like that. So, well. The, the Waters one is I, I fear that there's a little bit of light Victor Robles going on, where the, the power might never come and the Ks could be a problem. Robles' power is kind of calm. No, I know, but I'm... A little bit. Well, then light doesn't really speak too well <laughs> Considering the length of time it took Robles to bring that up, and then going light. Twenty two. I mean, if, if, if Victor Robles has seventeen home runs and twenty five steals right now, if you told me okay. he went thirty thirty next year, would you be shocked if I told you he's going thirty thirty in a Mike Cameron type of way? Not not shocked. No, no. I mean, it's a major strikeout guy uh, who's not going to have a high batting average. But wow, you're, he's been hit by twenty three pitches. Victor, you're Robles. hammering home my hatred for comps. I loathe comps. Okay. Just because for for this reason is that the minute that a player a prospect is tied to another player, that's all our minds lock into. And I'm I mean I've, I've I have to because fantasy managers are not going to understand what Waters brings to the table. I just think it's a lot of stolen bases and some inconsistency. That's what worries me. And I don't know that I want to build. I mean, 
here's okay. Here's a good question. I did not like building around stolen bases in the past, but now we have to think about it, don't we? Yeah, but you don't build around it. Uh, are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I mean, you got a couple guys like Whit Merrifield, and you're set now. You don't need. That's not steals. so easy to do anymore. So I mean, this, the, this our, our theme this year has been Mondesi. So, and I know you're you're pro. So. I'm pro. I'm only pro because I think he can steal sixty bases, and nobody else in the majors can. I guess Trey Turner could, but he's Trey Turner. By the way, is not on a fifty steals pace this year. He missed time, mm -hmm. but he was. He, if he if you extrapolate his uh, plate appearances, that's not fifty steals. So he's yeah. just not running as much. I know. Yeah. Isn't that isn't that worrisome, Tristan? Because yeah. like we had Turner like borderline round one this year. If he's only going to steal thirty five to forty bases next season, he ain't a top twenty pick. He would need to contribute a little bit more with the bat at that level. Which he's probably not going to do. So if he's not stealing 40-plus bases guaranteed, he's going around four instead of round late round one or early round two. I think at 40, he's getting into – I think he's got a, still got a shot at round two. I think people are going to put a lot of weight on 40 steals. Uh, I think and, Trey Turner's calling right and now. And he's going he's gonna to tell you that right now. Hold on. Hey, Trey. Trey, what do you got to Trey, say? are you going to hit 40 homers next year? Yeah? Okay, great. We're in our sixth month of doing this show, or seventh month of doing this show, and your phone is still ringing. <laughs> You're doing well. Thing, yeah, I've got to, like, unplug these. No, don't bother now. What do we got, three, four shows left? Steve has a question. <laughs> and look, they didn't get rid of us, so, you know. This is what makes it us. It can't be so bad. That's that's our show. <laughs> this is us. Tristan's phone ringing, people at his door. I've never watched one minute of that show. I watched one minute of it. And then, like, my wife cried and we stopped watching. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I can't I like, do it. Let's it's... watch Happy Rainbow shows instead. It's a good show, I'm that's sure. That's like pulling strings. And I get it. I, I, I appreciate that people love I just, I can't do it. I can't I just do, watch like, the sports, emotional whatever. Man. Like, I, every night, like, I'm just watching baseball and soon to be hockey and then basketball. I love basketball too and hockey. And, uh, can't wait for the flyer season to start. You know, 10th place in the East. And, um, I'm watching that every night. So we DVR shows, but like, I don't even like, I don't even DVR shows on regular TV anymore. Really? You know, on NBC, ABC, CBS, I don't DVR anything anymore. Cause you don't like, really need to anymore. No, we watch Netflix or, yeah. you know, Lulu or what, Hulu or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve has a question. That was a 10-minute answer to a question we didn't need 10 minutes on. Steve can only keep one for 2020. Boba Austin Meadows, Jorge Polanco. I assume that's Jorge, not Gregory, because um, you're not keeping Gregory. So Bichette Meadows or Jorge Polanco? That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it is. I probably rank him in that order. Bichette, uh, the shortstop yeah. who can steal bases, big leadoff hitter, Altuve possible. Like that's a that's a power bat, middle infield who steals bases. Meadows seems like he's on your Cattell Marte list of guys who won't hit as many home runs if uh, the ball changes. And then Polanco oh, that's a, okay. I'm gonna have to take a look at that. That's yeah. two guys right there, Marte and Meadows for you that you keep saying like. Like you don't trust the power when the baseballs reverse. Oh, I think Meadows. Has, I think Meadows' natural power. Uh, and again, I'm. I, this is the worst time of year in terms of the deep research on the players' raw ability, power-wise. But at the beginning of the year, I would have said Meadows' raw power was better than Cattell Marte's. I would too. I just Absolutely. hate the park. Well, it might be a nice park. I've never been there. It's one oh, of the it's few hideous. I've been it's a horrible park. Have you been there? Oh yeah, it's horrible. Don't go. Wait till they rebuild it. Uh, did you the new Did one. you eat mustard there? God no. Oh. You kidding? Caleb has the oh. question. So answer, we're answering the question as Bichette, right? It's Bichette, yeah. Okay. Caleb's question, how will you be ranking Chris Davis, the Oakland DH, next season? Even if the power returns, how valuable is he really? Well, he won't be outfield eligible again. And uh, he was never hitting for a batting average in the first place. 
But I will say this. Well, he like, was literally hitting for a batting average, and it was the same for a long time. It's not going to be 247 this year. No, it's not. But but he was literally hitting for a batting average. Oh, no, that's that's not cool. That's not cool. What? You're 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 taking my words. Um, <laughs> if I told you Chris Davis batted 247 with 40 home runs next season, that wouldn't shock you. Nope. He's already say, proven okay. he can do this. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be hard for us to rank him in the top 100 overall, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And the DH thing is going to hurt him. It's going to hurt him. Because if there is any question about the player and they're locked into one lineup with that has that stigma around it, people are going to be out. But, but, but let me play devil's advocate here. Why, like, if he went in round six this year, why is he going to go in round 16 next year? We know what he is. Mm-hmm. He had a bad season. He was injured. We know this. It, but you know what he's capable of. He was hitting 40 home runs every year with the same batting average. So why are we going to rank him? I don't know if it's going to be 10 rounds worse, but like what really changed? It was just one bad year. Or do you think this is the harbinger of more bad years? That's the basic question for you. Ladies and gentlemen, there is your dead on Eric Carabell rant. Well, I'm, I'm no, you are correct. Like I, what changed? Well, did things did change. The injuries did take something away from him, but I agree with you. But that's not projectable. Right. These are the buying opportunities in your next year's draft. To your point, he should not be swinging so widely from 6th to 16th round or even deeper, and a lot of that is going to have to do with the DH only. I don't know why you're saying that. If you if you got a 40 home run guy, I'm not I'm not with it. I'm telling you what people will do. I'm not telling you what they should do. I'm right. telling you what Nelson they will Cruz do. Nelson Cruz won't go in the first round, but, but Jordan Alvarez is a fantasy monster. I don't care that he doesn't qualify in the outfield. I want him in round five or six. Right, but there's nothing but excitement surrounding Alvarez. When people find things to complain about with players, they're more likely to push them down arbitrarily, and that's where the buying opportunities are. Davis is going to fall into this. He's DH only. Everybody's going to think that's a bad thing for him. He had the injuries last season, and because he trended down stats-wise, they're going to say, oh, he's aging. Everybody's going to be out. They're going to find things to hate. Matthew has a question. Every year we run a postseason fantasy contest. You too? What's your strategy there? Pick the best players and hope they advance or stack one team you feel good about, even if you are leaving talent on the board. I think I'm actually doing a postseason rankings um, after the wild card games. Probably ask you, Tristan, to just do it for me and I'll put my name on. <laughs> <laughs> so just ask let Tom, you know. He's there. He'll know. He'll know where they are. <laughs> or I'll just take your top. Well, I can't. Yeah, I'll take your top 300. Just put the players that are eligible in the playoffs. <laughs> And rank them that way and then put a couple pithy words in there. Um, <laughs> what is your strategy though? You've done a, you've done tons of these drafts. I, I think like, yes, well, you've done more. You created the rules for our, our I created our the spreadsheet one. that scores it too. You <laughs> created the rules. So you ought to answer the question because I don't really like to stack. Although that's probably the way you win. Yep. But like, because it doesn't matter if you finish second in this, you only need to win. So why bother like, you know, going in the middle. If you think Oakland is winning the World Series, stack Oakland Athletics or the Dodgers or Houston or Yankees. But this one feels different because of the home run. So I think I'm going to stack power <laughs> more than anything else and punt steals. It depends if it's a points league or a roto. Ours is points league, right? It's just out of points. Yes. So there, don't bother with stolen Most bases. Most of these pools are points. Not that you would add a, a Malik Smith type anyway because he's not in the playoffs. Right. How many of these stolen base guys are in the playoffs? I mean, I guess Acuna is. Trey obviously. Turner. Ray Turner and Acuna. Although Washington may not... Uh, I, I mean, it's got to be Washington versus the Cubs, right? 
You just declared the Phillies out of the race. Mathematically speaking, Washington's going to make it in. The Phillies are out of it, dude. Phillies are out of it. I know. I'm just telling you. I mean, they're facing only good. It doesn't even matter who they're facing. <laughs> they're just bad. It's going to be really hard to see. Both the media the is just saying the one dumbest things in Philadelphia right now. Like the like, it matters if they go seven and three or three and seven in the final two weeks for Kapler's drop. Like that matters what happens in the next week or two. Or that like if Pavetta has a good outing, that means he's good next year. Like you people just you just mind boggle me. Actually, yeah, a lot of the stories are coming out with that when you mentioned Gosman early on the show. The yeah, like it matters that much. One it's, outing today matters. Audition locks in your 2020 role. And I know I'm writing as well that, you know, players are being auditioned for roles because that's what teams are doing. But they're just opportunities. That's it. So what's your strategy here? Let's answer the question. Uh, go heavy on pitching because points-based scoring always does go heavy on it. And Verlander and Garrett Cole should be the first two picks in the draft. Verlander yeah. and Garrett Cole should be the very two first picks. And Kershaw. And Kershaw. And Bueller. Yeah, and Bueller. And, like, I can't name a Yankee, though. Like... No, and that's the thing. There are going to be opportunities from teams like the Yankees where they're piecing together their pitching staff during the playoffs so you could lean on the relief strategy. So don't underrate those guys. Don't underrate the players like Severino who might have a kind of a middle relief role. And we would know by then who's starting game one and two for the Yankees. So right. if Domingo Herman is well, starting game one or not. two, we might not. By the, by, the, by the eve of their first game, we will know. I think Herman's locked into what he was the other day. I think that's it. So that's, he's not starting. Nope. That's ridiculous. I don't oh, care about his smart. one Ross record, but like Jay Happ's going to start a game and Domingo Herman is not? No, Happ's not starting. Paxton's definitely starting. Paxton's the one. I think Tanaka's the two. Uh, and I think they're piecing together the other two. With so some let me combo. ask you this. So we, we, we presume that Dodgers, um, Yankees, Astros are the best teams in the playoffs and he can win the World Series. But like, where do you take Scherzer? Yeah. And Strasburg? Like, assuming they win the one game playoff. Okay. I'm just assuming that. Right. Um, like they beat Darvish in, in the, in the Cubs. Right. What do you, what do you do with Scherzer in one of those drafts? Cause you can't take him. He's facing the Dodgers. This is why when you're doing this draft, especially if you're doing it in advance of the wild card games, you absolutely must project out every series how you think it's going to go. You must make a pick. You must make it a firm pick. It's even better if you do it by the number of games you think the series will last and then make your selections based off that. Because the mistake that people make in our office draft for this is that they take Scherzer without even thinking of the Nationals' path. Should I do these rankings before the wild card games then? I think you should. I like playing it with the wild card games in. I think it adds an extra element. I, I agree. You know what? I, I'm making a decision. Not that anyone cares, but Tom's here. He cares. So I'm going to do this on Monday, Tom, and then I'll send it before Tuesday's game. I That's like it. Do. I think yeah. you do. Just, you know, All right. put that on the budget if we have one. Bundy Palooza's last question. Made my baseball championship for a fifth straight season. Thank you to Eric and Tristan. Um, congrats, <laughs> Bundy Palooza. Congrats. Good job out of you. Good and, to hear. Um, you know. Oh, who made the uh, Vampire Finals for you? I don't know. I didn't look. I didn't make any pickups. I thought it was wrong for me to make pickups, so I didn't make any pickups. I don't even know if I won, but let me check and see. Uh, because we should call them out. That's, that's, yeah. that's, that's great. I mean, you know, just because we didn't make it, because we stink. Um, we don't stink. We did, I think we were competitive. Uh, I think you were competitive. I think my, I wow, there was an upset in mine. Um, I can't even see. So, um, looks like Vlad the Impaler bombed Wesley Snipes' house. Not literally, but um, let me check the matchups. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, it's, no, I don't know what's happening. I can't even see what's going wow, on. Wow, there was a uh, the top seed in ours, Co- a Coffee for Clovers, uh, which, uh, who was that? Uh, let's see. Coffee for Clovers was uh, Sven Peterson blew out the Drew crew for one spot, and the other one was a narrow victory, the New York boobs. who oh, were it's men. over. 
My league's over, dude. Uh, Mark Vlad the Impaler won my league. <laughs> Apparently it ended. I didn't even pay attention. But yes, congrats to Vlad the Impaler who won the My Vampire League. Wow. Let's see who Vlad is, actually, because I probably know who that is. Um, uh, you know, make this easier. All right. So, checking members now. Uh, Vlad, <laughs> this is good to you. Ben Thompson, congratulations. You won My Vampire League. Nice. So the final two weeks didn't count. I guess how, that's how Kyle, who we don't name on the show, that's how he set it up, apparently. So you still have one more week or two? Uh, it's a two-week final matchup. It's the, yeah, between Mark Rothschild and Sven Peterson going for the title. All right, well, mine is done. All right, thank you so much for listening to our little show. That is all for today. We'll be back later in the week, of course, and with you next week as well, the final week of the fantasy baseball season. Thank you so much for Tom and for Tarika and for Tristan. Lots of teas. I'm to Eric. Have an awesome to awesome week. Everything is awesome. Darkness. <laughs>